Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Crime Library. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jesse. And on this episode, we're going over Who Killed My Daughter? The Startling True Story of a Mother's Search for Her Daughter's Murderer by Lois Duncan. There's nothing, nothing funny about what happens to her daughter, but I just love that she was searching for a title and was like, this book is going to be called Who Killed My Daughter? It's literally what it's about. (laughs) She just got straight to the point. She didn't have time for that shit. And honestly, she didn't. She's running off doing all this other kinds of stuff. And you know what? Then there's no confusion like as to what this book is about. You look at it and you're like, oh, damn, she wants to know who killed her daughter. <laughs> like she wouldn't. And so, oh, damn, she really cares because she, she really it. wants to know. <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird. No, there's nothing weird about it. Yeah, I probably want to know uh, who did that, too. So and I do want to know who did it. So let's get to talk. The thing about this book is that um this is Lois Duncan. She wrote a shitload of things that I didn't even know that she wrote. Yeah, she but wrote a ton of young adult novels. One of her more like famous things that got turned into a movie is I Know What You Did Last Summer. So I thought that was not interesting. I always hate saying that, but like it's kind of crazy that she was writing these thrillers and murder yeah. things. Like what, ironic. Yeah. I think so, that's the right way to use I- ironic. <laughs> but eventually, because I've heard other podcasts about it, Mm-hmm. We learned that she doesn't know at the end of this book, right? Who killed her daughter? Even though it's yes. called "Who Killed My Daughter," we don't know at the end of this book. So I know because I've listened to other podcasts. Yes, and it came to light not that long ago. Not that right? long ago. Didn't yeah, we'll solved? get to that. Like, uh, okay. I think end of twenty twenty. I don't know. I'll have the exact dates when we do first things first. But Sarah doesn't know. I don't. So we're gonna try and get through this episode and. I'm going to try not tell Sarah who killed her daughter. <laughs> and then, and then we're, gonna, we're going to get the big reveal in two weeks on first things, first things first. first, which we're doing immediately after this, just because Sarah can't take it. anymore. I can't take it. We usually wait. Um, so then if people want to like give us their feedback or if we want to find some questions, but we're kind of just going to like, we're going to hop right back into it. We don't even yeah. care. <laughs> can't, Sarah can't. She can't not Google it anymore. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> she was been so patient because we had to put this book off for a while, but yeah, now she's over it. She wants to do it. All I right. literally texted Jesse and was like, I have to refrain so hard right now from Googling because <laughs> I was getting so frustrated. And I was like, you could literally just type it in. And I will tell you, honestly, it. I wish I didn't know when I read this book. Okay. Uh, because it made it harder for me to not just ignore the shit that's not relevant oh, and skim okay. through the book and be like, no, that doesn't matter because I know who did it. So I don't need to know this story because I know who did it. So I wish I hadn't known. All right. So well, good to know. Good to know. It's readers good that are listen of readers, listeners that are reading. That's what I should have <laughs> said. Uh take notes. If you have if you don't know who did it, take take some advice there. Yeah. Go into it. <laughs> read this book and surprise there's actually a second book sarah oh that is a surprise because she still does not know lois ended up passing away in 2016 so she Mm -hmm. died so awful not knowing who killed her daughter and Mm -hmm. that's fucking tragic i'm gonna pull up the it's called one to the wolves lois duncan a desperate mother on the trail of a killer true crime and the forward in that book is by Ann Rule. Oh, cool. Is it Lois Duncan's book or is it like yeah. a book about? Okay. No, she wrote, I guess, um, when did that come out? So this, it's just kind of like a continuation of her with all the. Yeah. So what happened between um, that book and this book, which makes me, even though I know who now killed her daughter mm-hmm. makes me want to read that one to see what she thought was happening between i think it's 20 years later is what it was this 20 years yeah, later. yeah i mean that makes sense because this book was like 89 to 92 right mm-hmm. um and yeah so that makes sense yeah so i'm pretty sure she wrote it 20 years later so she's like here's 20 years later would be what 2012 mm-hmm. yeah wow 
So there is Interesting. a second book. Cool, cool. Good, good to know. So I, the yeah. question we start off every time. Did you like this book, Sarah? Did I like this book? Um, I thought it was very interesting. I can't say that I like loved it. I didn't hate it. Um, it was not. I feel like this was kind of what we talked about, like in the last first things first that you and I recorded. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting <laughs> because a lot of this book, we'll get into it more, but a lot of this book is um, based off of like psychic readings, yes. which I was not expecting. In no, the, it is in the a least. large portion of the book. Yeah. It's to me, it was like 80% of the I was book. thinking the exact um, same thing. Like you don't know going in, but there is, is some large. police report and there is some things like that. But so much of this is psychic readings and communications and things of that nature. But there were some things like in those like readings that I found super interesting. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if. I don't know. That was hard. I wonder those if these, readings were hard for me. Oh, the, oh, yeah. But I mean, some of the things I feel like the psychics got right. I was just like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it was in that sense. It was not what I was expecting. Right. Um, I it guess really I does was, take you on like her. Uh, yeah, like it was very exactly. I think I was expecting more like factual, like police reports, this right. and that. You know and what I think it was because she's writing this book segment by segment. Yeah, she goes immediately after. And I was about to say dies. it's right after it happened. She pretty yeah. much starts right after. So what we're getting is what she has, what she's living through. Yeah. And I didn't know that going into it now, right. like as I was reading it and as she's like explaining this, it makes more sense as to why the book is what it is, but it's mm -hmm. not what I was thinking going in. Yeah. Cause that I didn't sense. know it was like during, it was literally, she's writing this she's, pretty much yes. as it's happening. She's telling <laughs> us that she's <laughs> writing it. As she's writing it, she's it's like, like I think I'm gonna like write a book. Happens in, and she writes it, and then yeah. like the next day happens and she writes it, and it's, which I think is a part of, of it. was a little bit of my um like not confusion, but like you can obviously tell that she is hurting very very yeah. much, and she wants so desperately. There was only a few parts though that kind of conveyed like her actual full grief because I feel like mm -hmm. she was trying to be a writer and she was yeah being like I could a, agree with that you know what I mean so like she was, separating herself yeah she almost. was disassociated like, yes yeah and not trying to feel that grief and I understand that I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing to do I think you can just see it in her writing yeah I agree and I definitely would read it um like I said it just going into it it's not what I thought it was going to be but yeah. it wasn't bad um I we'll feel get like we a little bit more into <laughs> yeah we probably do say that a lot that it's but I think I just don't want to be held accountable if people don't like the I story know. and I'm there recommending it so it's my way of being like diplomatic I also feel really <laughs> bad when I, someone literally puts their heart and soul into something and I don't love yeah, it yeah exactly I'm not a critic I could never be one yeah, because um, we can't write worth shit. So it's like, what right do we have? Yeah, to exactly. <laughs> what credentials do I have? We're, to say we're literally only but... ever saying, did it work for us? Did it not work yeah. for us? Yeah. And there were parts of this book that did. Um, I will get into it a little bit deeper as we talk about it. But like you said earlier, the psychic stuff was kind of hard to get through. Yeah. And that, like I said, a lot of it was interesting, but I think I could have done without. Uh, a good chunk of it. I think it could have. I know she, basically that they tried to condense it and make it more uh, right. We're cohesive. saying psychics. <laughs> we are saying for psychics. Yes. At yes, one yes, point, yes, yes. we're not just saying one or two. So we're now keeping up with visions and feelings from four yeah. different people, which yeah, I guess if you are in like in that, that's good to cross reference and try and see like the commonalities, right? But to read it exactly. in a story is a lot. Yeah. And maybe if this book wasn't written as soon as it was, maybe she would have condensed it more. Taken yeah, that's why out I think it, maybe but... the second book is is more, not put together, but more like. But maybe more what I was expecting. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she just went to more psychics. We'll <laughs> we read it, we'll see. <laughs> 
I I think I probably will read it. Maybe not right now because mm-hmm. we're coming off of this, but I think I probably will read it just to see what she thought. Yeah. Okay. Like you said it could be cool. Yeah. So, Let's get into it though. Lois Duncan's daughter is her youngest daughter, Caitlin mm-hmm. Arquette. Yes. This book, okay, it has a lot of uh, things that I didn't love, but the opening sentence of this fucking book, two sentences. Mm-hmm. Our daughter, Caitlin Arquette, was murdered in Albuquerque, New Mexico on Sunday, July 16th, 1989. They got her at night. I literally got yeah. goosebumps. Dang, when you just read that to me. Right? I literally was like, oh my God, this book is going to crush my fucking soul. Because at the core of it, she's a mom who lost her yes, youngest kid. Exactly. Um, so on this night, all right, so she um, comes over to her parents' house. She's having dinner with a friend later. And she's having problems with her boyfriend, Yoon. So she's kind of telling her parents, like, hey, if he calls for me, don't pick up the phone. Or, like, don't tell him where I am. Yeah. And then as she's walking out the door, Lois has this, like, moment. Yeah. Where this I feel threw like, me off when I was. I know. Because she says it in the story. Like, she actually did attack yeah. Caitlin and hold her and down. And I was like, oh, shit. Did her mom and- kill her and just not read <laughs> Like, no, I knew what was happening. Yeah. And you do get those moments where you're like, don't, don't fucking go. But for yeah. her, it was. Yeah. Obviously- so she has this gut feeling and then has this whole scenario, but she's making it sound like it actually happened where she yeah. tells her husband to go to get, get some rope, rope and like, and he ties it. Kate up. So Kate can't leave. And yeah, because she has this feeling that something bad is going to happen. And she does say to her, like, hey, don't go. Like, yeah, stay here. She does actually say that to her. But, you know, like as moms, we're like, all right, we're just over. We think everything bad is going to happen all the time. Yeah. Uh, so we have to like pull that back in, especially she's 18. Like she just graduated high school. She's just out on her own. Like. When my youngest is gone from the house, yeah. I'm going to want to still cradle exactly. them like a baby. <laughs> yeah, I could understand. This is what I had trouble with because they don't, they talk about it for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't talk about exactly what happened. And I don't right. know that's what, because they didn't have, there's a whole thing with them and the police where they don't get a whole lot of the information. And then mm-hmm. they do. So they get the police reports, but she's shot and then her car rolls into a light pole. Yes. We don't know, like, how she was found. We don't get any of that kind of information. Um, and it's basically she gets taken to the hospital and then they tell her family that she's not going to make it and she does pass away. Yeah. And the amount of, like, grief pouring through all of them. Yeah. It's just, it's not crazy, but like she did do a good job at kind of explaining as someone who would explain it from the outside mm-hmm. and not tear you down to the last fiber <laughs> every fucking being. But I can imagine in that moment, none of them like could handle it. Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. Yeah. So at the hospital for a little while is her boyfriend, Yoon. Mm hmm. Um, and he kind of like you get the feeling that her mom really liked him. Yeah. Like there was no He super- calls her mom. Yeah, he calls her mom. And even though they were having problems, Caitlin and you, like it didn't mm-hmm. seem like the mom was holding it. Whereas if someone's having problems with my kid, I'd be like, Nope. Yeah, I think like Lois just thought it was like I just said like a thousand stuff. times. Yeah, exactly. I think she thought it was just kind of whatever. Just a little yeah. spat. Like um, young people shit. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because they they hadn't been living together very long. Right. And that new that relationship. Itself, like mm-hmm. and, yeah. That's yeah. true. So I that's think still- she probably just thought it was like more normal everyday type but relationship would your problems. Mind not go to. I mean, I guess after my daughter was shot, yeah, probably. Yeah. I think I'm Instantly. thinking on the other. <laughs> Instantly, on the other not only just she was shot, so maybe something happened, but she left their house saying, Don't tell him where I am. Yeah, and I'm gonna break up with him. Yeah, so if that is the situation you're in, I don't think I could be not because I wouldn't trust anyone of that. And I don't care if that's That's a good point. I was thinking of it more as, I guess, if nothing bad happened, 
Right. And how she could be thinking that, but then something bad did happen. Yeah. And it's so like, I, I don't understand. Know if she's it's in like, like shock hmm. because she doesn't, she thinks it's a like car wreck at first. Right. Um, but it takes that's true. Caitlin's mm-hmm. older sister, Robin and Carrie, it takes them saying, hey, like, because he ends up spending the night at their house that first night. Yeah. And they're like, we're not comfortable with him here because we don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. So eventually they start to like distance himself and she finds out more things about he has like odd behavior. He's out all night. The apartment manager doesn't want to let him back yeah. into their apartment because he's like destructive. Um, and so he doesn't hang out with like great people. Yeah. Um, Cause that's something he says too, that his friends come over and he doesn't, he doesn't want that. Yeah. So like she was kind of, she knew that Caitlin wasn't an angel. But yeah, after her daughter is killed, she's finding out little by little that maybe she's uh, slipped into a crowd where things are kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. So um, Yoon is Vietnamese and there's yes. apparently a really large population in Albuquerque of Vietnamese. But there's also a large uh, population in Los Angeles. So he w- they were kind of going back and forth on what Lois thought was his family. Right. But was really just people he was running this insurance scam with. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. <laughs> ends up being a large, large part. Yeah. A huge, yeah. Which makes sense. Like if I found out my daughter. So the, what they would do was kind of rent a car and then set up these accidents and then like sue the rental companies. And they get a pretty decent amount. Like doctors and lawyers are yeah. all in this scam. Yeah, they'd so, get a few, like a few thousand dollars. Yeah. And then eventually you find out as we go through more of the story, like Yoon might be into drugs and like selling drugs. That's why he's out all night. Like you don't mm-hmm. really know if that's actually what it was, it just kind of comes up. Yeah. It's just, maybe it oh, well, this makes sense yeah. as to why this could be happening. So um, this is where the arrows are pointing, but, but I mean, there's in actually itself, no end. <laughs> yeah. If Caitlin did know about this situation, which she was a part of it in some ways, we're not right. entirely clear how much she knew, but she did know yes, in some yes. ways and then was threatening to like break up with him and tell some people what he's doing. Like yeah. that in and of itself is motive mm-hmm. instantly. So I get why it is like a huge part because that just seems like a weird thing to be on the peripheral of. Right. Exactly. Shot. The whole, yes, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, make it look okay. Like, yeah, it, it definitely raises some suspicions. Right. And some, like, what is that saying? Like, the clearest answer or the simplest answer is most often, like, if he's in that situation, they've been fighting, and then she finds out about this, these car scams, that seems like, yeah, okay, there you go. What do they say? If it looks like a duck and sounds like a duck, it's It's a duck. Probably a duck, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, so that's literally... Once she finds out that things have been happening that she didn't know about, and it seems like a super clear cut motive to why Caitlin would be hurt. What are you laughing? There's all these other things. <laughs> there's yeah, there's all these other things, but she does latch onto that. And I think honestly, and I have to read the book, but I would feel like she probably passes away thinking that this is what happened to her daughter. That mm-hmm. somehow someone knew that Caitlin was going to say something right. and then that's what ended. Yeah, life. exactly. They didn't want to, they didn't want to be found out. They didn't want their, you know, money income taken away. Their, from, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause eventually uh, they get uh, towards the end of the book. They do end up like a lot of them go to jail mm-hmm. because of the information that Lois provides to the FBI. But I honestly think part of me feels like because the police work <laughs> on this. <laughs> uh, I we, I feel like we are constantly talking about how shitty the police are. And I want to feel bad, but I can't feel bad because yeah, ex- they do exactly. shit like this. Exactly. Um, how bad could you feel? <laughs> instantly, they say this is a random shooting and they go from there kind of like how Lois is like this is not a random shooting mm-hmm. both sides the police say this is random and it was just a thing that happened to your daughter and we'll try and find them but maybe we can't find them and then Lois is like no this isn't random like you have to look into this this is what happened to her 
So they both got tunnel vision very quickly. But yeah, she's allowed to do that as the mother exactly. of the murder victim. They're not allowed to do that as the police. It, yes. At every step, Lois is literally bringing them more and more information. Hey, this was happening. This scam was happening. Kate was maybe breaking up with you. Like, could you talk to them? And they basically disregard her. They wait 100%. months and months to talk to Yoon, and they only end up talking to Yoon because he maybe attempts to commit suicide. Yeah. That's not entirely clear to me because he attempts to commit suicide by stabbing himself in the gut, mm-hmm. which seems weird. And with them, we get information that maybe like someone else Somebody stabbed else did him. It. And that seems Yeah, more because likely. of all the ways you're going to commit suicide, it, that's, that's not quick and that's easy. That's not usually on the top of the list. Yeah, um, in the because gut. yeah, it's it's very uh, it's not when people want to commit suicide, they usually do it in a way they find that, something fast that gets yes, it done exactly, and that is almost foolproof. Because yeah, like when you're, you're in gonna, that state and want to do it, you want to do it. And please, if you feel that way, reach out to somebody. We don't want anyone doing that, but that is typically the case, and that just seems like there might be too many things that could go wrong, and then. Right. You know, if you don't stab in the exact, in the right spot, obviously you can live from it because Yoon does not die. So if you're really in that state of mind, you're probably going to do something that's a little bit more successful yeah, overall. And, the whole point of- and I don't want it to be again. That's no. not what I'm trying to say. No, no. <laughs> no but the whole point of um, like... Com- this sounds awful committing suicide is to like kind of get the pain over with that's right. not going that's not a exactly a way you're going to want to sit there bleeding out from your gut yeah i i don't it doesn't make that doesn't make sense to me so there right. are at things, least like find where you're an art uh, no i'm not even going to talk about it I've, that's we're, not, yeah, we're gonna move i'm on. not going down that path we're gonna move but on. no i i understand what you're saying and i there agree. are a hundred percent things that point to me i can see how lois got there and mm-hmm. how I can't see how the police didn't right. at least investigate it more. Exactly. Because it very well could have been. Sometimes, you know, I'm not, people have, I'm sure, tried that way before. It's not like this right. is probably unheard of. But exactly. It could have been looked into a little bit more. I'm not saying that the guy didn't try to do that. But maybe. Yeah, they're just writing her, something literally else. from the get go. There's so many just like red off. flags around the whole situation. You think mm-hmm. you'd be a little bit more uh, like picky about what's going on. And- yeah, and every time <laughs> they find someone who they think might be like on their side a little bit, mm-hmm. it's just them like placating them. And yeah, being like, I know. I was I was running through that reading this. I was just like, oh, damn, because you think that these people are like, yeah, we're in it. We're finding out who did this. And then like a few chapters later, you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like they say the police sergeant's like, okay, we're going to send people to talk to you more. And and then it was months go by, which yeah. seems like fucking torture. Everything keeps going by and they don't hear anything. And mm-hmm. listen, Lois, Lois is a fucking bulldog. She's she not going to sit. She's not going <laughs> to sit still. And no. Let me tell you, that's if I die, I want someone to do what Lois did. If it even looks remote, if I just eat something bad and fall over, I want someone to think it might be poison and do what Lois did because she does not fucking let it go. So she digs up so much goddamn information yeah. and hands it on a silver platter to the fucking police and they still do mm-hmm. nothing. So the only comfort she has is investigating and writing. Yeah. Because she can't sit still. That's very, that's a really good, I don't think I thought of it in that way while I was reading it. But now sitting back and you saying that, that makes so much sense. This was literally the only way she could feel like something was getting done. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That, yeah. So I just like, that's heartbreaking to me. That is because that's not how it should be. Screaming into a fucking void like, hey, pay attention and listen. I I can see mm-hmm. this clearly. Why can't you see this clearly? And I kind of already mentioned it, but this book kind of takes place from when she died in 89 to like 1992. Mm-hmm. And which is like, give or take three years uh, with the murder case. 
it's, you know, sometimes these things go on forever and ever and ever, but it's also just, it's not like this was all happening within a few like months. Like, no, to me, three years is still enough time for things to be getting done. Mm -hmm. And I understand that sometimes things take longer, especially because there was like the witnesses and the facts that they had and whatever, but it just seems like they were just literally like dragging their feet through like the thickest mud in the world. Well, let's talk about kind of why that is because eventually out of fucking nowhere, they're like, Hey, we think we caught the guys who shot your daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. This Um, just came out. It literally came out. It literally came out of nowhere. There was a couple witnesses. Like we don't get a whole lot of detail. Like I said about how she's found her, whatever. Um, There's a few people who are like, yeah, I saw her there was a truck driver that was like i saw her being chased and Mm -hmm. um there was a does he say there was a bug or does he say there was a camaro i don't remember those are the two cars that keep coming up over Uh and over again yes so he says he sees one of them like chasing and they were both gold correct wasn't it both the gold i know that i know the the bug bug was was gold beige yeah gold they but yes and then i think the camaro was too it might have been like that 80s, 90s, you know, yeah. old beige where yeah. when you see it driving, you know, it's an old car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nowadays. So 80s. <laughs> back then it was very normal. <laughs> but yeah, they were both like similar in color, but yeah, but they're a bug and a Camaro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which are completely so, different cars. <laughs> they think that they have these witnesses and they think the but the thing about that is when this truck driver is saying that happened, she had not left her. Uh, friend's house yet so there's a mm-hmm. lot of inconsistencies on who saw what and what time this stuff actually yeah, happened exactly so somehow i think through people basically saying like hey these four boys confessed um it starts with four yeah one of them who confesses to be there was in juvie that night so he's immediately like right they're like gone. no you didn't <laughs> but yeah. he still says oh, no, maybe I wasn't there, but I know that these three guys did do it because they told me. So it shifts mm-hmm. and change. I wonder right. how that happens. Shifts and change. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how they get the third one out, but he disappears somewhere. And maybe I lost that in there. Or they just don't tell you. Oh, the one who like runs away or whatever? No, that's the second guy. Oh, okay. there's Michael Garcia. Yeah. And um, eventually, who they say, Marco Garcia is the one who they say was driving, I think. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, Juve, in the car. Yeah. And then I don't know, like I said, I don't know what happened to the third one, but he's not there, I guess. I don't even remember his name. Uh, I feel I bad. Think, yeah. No, but it's so convoluted that it's hard yeah. to remember exactly what it is. But they just yeah. basically whittle it down to... They whittle it down to Michael and Juve and they let Juve out on like bond, I guess. And he just Mm -hmm. immediately skips down. Yeah. Like no Mm -hmm. shit. He's going to immediately skip town. Yes. They can't find him for the longest time, but it doesn't seem like they're actually looking for him. Yeah. It's like, it's not on the top of their radar for, but they have Michael and they know they have Michael and they're literally just saying this was random. Yeah. Uh, These guys did it. Because people said they did it. That's basically it. That's basically their whole case. And it starts to go to trial. Like a grand jury says, yeah, you have enough evidence, I guess, that you can go to trial. So now Lois is like, okay. And this is awful. There's a guys, this is the 80s. So racial descriptions were different. Oh my God. Yeah. Then it splits into, in Lois's words, uh, the Vietnamese and the Hispanics. And those are the two mm-hmm. groups of people who she kind of is like, okay, they're involved. I don't know. I know how the Vietnamese are involved, but I don't know how they link to the Hispanics. Right. So we're just going to say Michael and his group and Yoon and his group. Yes. Okay. That's just a <laughs> much better way. Yeah. To just uh, forewarning. Um, Cause they say Oriental a lot, a lot. in this book. That's a term that is was used, no longer used. Don't refer to Asian people as Oriental. Yeah, uh, it's it's not the vibe. Um, yeah, it is said, but again, back in that time, not that it's right. That is what people referred a lot yeah. of the time. Um, but yes, so I agree with you. Just wanted to give the 
the readers the and heads listeners up. out there yeah. no, if they do idea. read it. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I was literally taken aback by like, oh, shit, if that was today, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay, so we have Michael's group who the police are determined did it. And even Los is like, okay, maybe they did. Like, maybe they yeah. were there because this truck driver saw them. Maybe they did. But then how does that tie into uh, Yoon and his group? And then she starts to think, well, maybe they were contracted killers. Because yes. there was like a like the hitman, mm-hmm. a, like a phrase tossed in there in the beginning. Like, it was a professional job because yeah. of how she was shot. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly what that is because there's been different descriptions on how she was. Maybe she was like at a stop sign or something mm-hmm. when she was shot. So it's more steady. I don't know. So yes. again, we don't get a whole lot of description, which I get. I wouldn't want to descriptively write my daughter's murder anyways. Me neither. But I think in a I think if you're writing a book like this, actual, it might be important. Yeah. Not I mean, that- I think she put in as much as she could handle, honestly. Yeah. And maybe there's more in the other book. Like I said, this maybe, is what yeah. she had at the time. So who knows? But yes, there is a lot of, like you were saying, different ways that her car could have been and yeah. where she was so and really what she was doing thing, when she was shot. <laughs> that becomes then her focus. She still mm-hmm. got the um, Yoon's group that she thinks is responsible for it. But then Michael and his group carried it out so that shifts her focus um eventually they go into maybe starting trial but they don't have enough evidence because eventually michael's uh defense team uncovers all this other shit about yoon's group and is like hey this looks (laughs) fishy as fuck this is kind of sketch yeah like (laughs) i can use that to prove that my client didn't do it Mm -hmm. so it doesn't end up panning out and he does get released um and that's kind of where that goes. Well, I don't know where Lois's thinking goes. Again, we'd have to read the second book. But the investigation part of the book is kind of done and over with. So right at yeah, this moment, there's we have not no... very much. So, And then the rest of the book is just psychic stuff. Yeah. We were not really exaggerating. We might have hit even being a little bit... Uh... We might have drawn out generous. Yeah. Um, when we said 80% of the book is psychic, it might could be a little bit more. Um, yeah, no, and it's a lot of it is she immediately, instantly, her daughter Robin, yeah, jumps into like, hey, we're gonna get in touch with the psychic. Yeah. And a lot of the information she's finding out about both of these like groups of people, especially like, uh, Michael Garcia and all that, like mm-hmm. Juve, a lot of it is coming from what she's getting from psychic. Right. So, yes. So, everything I said about Juve, I don't think I said that much, but is yeah. coming from what her knowledge is from psychic. So, right. Because at, even... at one point, like she has a dream, right? That Juve died. Oh, no. Well, maybe. And then she contacts the psychic. And she's oh, like, yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out if he's yes. dead. Okay. So, <laughs> and yeah. she was literally getting ready to like plan a trip to go dig up this dude's body because she thought he was dead. Yeah. And the psychic is like, no, he's alive. And she's like, that was oh. such a. She a- was literally planning. And the psychic's like, are you crazy? I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, but that was such a huge part of the book for me just because. Oh, no, like the desperation. Yes. And- the de- yes. Oh, oh I completely dream. understand. She calls the psychic. Psychic's like, you're a crazy bitch. I'm not going with you. Yeah. Like, what and are it you shifts thinking? to like the psychic telling her, no, he's alive, but he's being held somewhere. So yeah. she and, then tracks down. And the psychic places. says, don't go looking for him. And Lois is like, Lose I'm it. not going to do that. And no. what does she do immediately? She, after. Yeah. Cause you're not going to not go looking. And for she's him. just driving. She literally only, cause what the psychic said from what she could see is that it looks like he's in like a, like a garage, like where like mechanics work. Not like a garage right. of a house. Like but a, it was like an abandoned garage. Yes. And there was like a grease pit. So that's what she had to go on. And she's literally just driving around Albuquerque. Fine. Kind of on the outskirts from- because like mm-hmm. you said, it's abandoned. So she kind of like has an idea, I guess, because she's lives in the area. Yeah. Right. And so- she goes to these places like looking. And it's just that that is desperation. Before I get. And I get it. 
I get into it. the desperation part. Also, I just wanted to remind people that this is the 80s. So she's driving around without GPS and like any cell fucking phone. idea <laughs> about what's happening. Yeah, no cell phone to call people if she actually somehow does stumble into this place where he's being held. And what happens if he's not? Because in her mind, or I don't even remember if the psychic said it was. I'm pretty sure it's what she was implying that he's being like held like prisoner almost. Yeah, by so she is like, like imagining him like gagged and tied mm-hmm. up because she says she feels like she could like hear him. No, what so he- she gets to this abandoned yeah. place. She's outside this She's window. She's trying to look into like she the breaks, window. Yeah, she like breaks into there somehow. I or I don't remember. She actually breaks the. No, she does. She breaks it with the tire iron. I remember that part. So she breaks this window and she's convinced that, that he's, he's in, in there. there. And then she goes through like, well, I'm not going to be able to drag him out. So I'd have to untie him and convince him to come with me and somehow get him back to the police. And like, what if I get hurt or he hurts me? That's what like- I, That's exactly what I was getting at. Like, what if he wasn't tied up? What if he was yeah. in there like hiding out because he doesn't want to be found by the police and he's just like low there. Oh, no. And he's not tied up and he's yeah. not this. And you are the mom of the murder that I'm suspected for, whether I'm innocent or not, I'm still going to be pissed about it. Oh no, it's dangerous as fuck. She's there so at the point just- where she's driving around <laughs> uh, fucking neighborhoods, putting up posters for the crime stoppers. Reward. Oh yeah. And they're literally and like, they get to chase. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you should- Lois is that bitch that you want <laughs> to look yeah. into your shit yeah but yeah that was such a huge thing and then she just kind of snaps to it like oh i should not be what and is, especially what because of the time that it was there was probably so many ill feelings towards white people <laughs> from different uh like ethnicities and races mm-hmm. and such because you know white people were kind of shitty still I mean, kind of are but more so back then now um so I just feel like it was probably even on an escalated level yeah. because of the even we already have a divide, the bigger divide. So, yeah, she is like, but she doesn't she doesn't care. She no, those don't give a fuck. No matter if it was white people, Hispanic people, Asian people. She would have went to any fucking means necessary. Yep. No, she's <laughs> she really didn't. Like she would have put herself in even in like the most perilous Dangerous situation. Yes, exactly. Yes. No, I feel like honestly, she's literally holding on to a thread because we get so many psychics and so many psychic readings because she cannot let go and she cannot mm-hmm. handle the fact that her daughter isn't there anymore. And uh, the whole time I'm reading this, because the one of the brothers, both of the brothers say that Caitlin comes to them in a dream and Lois has yeah. like especially um, Donnie. Yeah, Lois has like a um a dream of her and it goes into like reincarnation and it goes into a yeah. lot of things that like you said I didn't expect but it was interesting to see Lois's take on it. But the whole time I'm thinking that there was a point after my mom died and I still remember to this day where I had a dream where I knew she died and I'm mm-hmm. talking to her about her dying and she's like no but I'm fine now. And it just like stood in my heart and in my memory. And I remember that now. And I don't know if that was like something that my mom sent to me or if it was just my grief trying desperately to hold on to something. That makes sense because I was was literally about to say like, I believe in things like that because I've, I had a dream about your mom talking to me and telling, I, I texted you about it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm so proud of her. And I remember like texting you about it and you're my best friend. And I loved your mom. I had met her on many occasions. Right. And I knew how much you were dealing with it. So maybe in a way it was like that too. Maybe I had been thinking about it kind of thing, but I had things like that with my own family that have passed away. Right. And maybe Maybe it is, maybe it is just a sick way of your grief, like warping your mind, but maybe it is something more than that. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. Do you you don't fucking know? (laughs) And like scientists say, there are so many near-death experiences that it's so yeah. fucking fascinating to me. But scientists say like that warm light and like the feeling of comfort that everyone reports. It could be like your brain calming you down and like letting you know that it's okay. Well, apparently like right before you die, your brain releases, releases. like a crazy amount of mm-hmm. like 
I don't know the scientific terms, but maybe like an endorphin of some type. I think it's something else, but something along those lines that make that kind of make you feel like better. Yeah. Again, I don't know that it's endorphin. So I don't want to say like, it makes you feel happy, but no, it kind of makes you not realize what's going on. You're not so scared. Exactly. And maybe that's what you're seeing for a lot of, exactly. So maybe for a lot of people, you're seeing like the best moments of your life because your brain is actually releasing some type of chemical that makes you, oops, sorry, that makes you feel better. No, but, but then there's all these stories. Like I've listened to podcasts Yeah, I mean, about in the last book we read, we talked about this with really? Tony and he goes and sees. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm last talking about episode. specifically reincarnation because. Oh, with like different. Yeah. Thing. And there are like yes, kids yes. who have kids, on yes. fucking memories and they yes. say it normally have like phase out by the time you hit puberty because you're just now ingrained in your new life. One of the kids that I work with who lives near me, I was talking to a mom and she was telling me like she's like yeah like he was remembering a past life maybe maybe it is more maybe it could have just been a it dream literally a sends me had. To an anxiety spiral but maybe it's not time. and it's crazy but that's what lois is and that's what this book brought up a lot <laughs> for and i was not expecting exactly it. It like here we right. are going off on this tangent of all this stuff but <laughs> what that's does literally life, she did an amazing job of being like what does life really mean? And what really does happen after you die, which everyone thinks about, everyone talks about. And especially when you lose someone, it's like, they yeah. cannot, I cannot. And I feel being, like even more so when it's your child, because you, right. I was just going to say, you so that. badly want to think that your child is not in pain and not yeah. like in misery. And they are in this better place because what other reason would there be for your child to not be to there not be with here. you? Yeah other than going to someplace quote unquote better, um, which I know people who've lost child, that's like a child. That's not what they want to hear because it's like, yeah, the best place for them to be is with me. So I don't mean it in that way, but Mm -hmm. I think in the scheme of things and how I need to say it, like that's comfort and love. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to convey. So I think even more so when you lose a child, you so want to believe that that it's you know that there's something like there is something lose, more and there is yes. something better i was gonna yeah, say when that you lose anybody child, but, but when you lose like <sighs> when i lost my mom and i'm sure when you lost your dad like you don't i literally cannot think of a world where they're just gone yeah like, there's not something better for them at the end of all of that exactly and maybe also like my contact kid, i have had with my up. father Maybe is just nothing but a dream, but I want to believe it's for them yeah. that because it helps me. <laughs> exactly. I, I say that about religion all the time. Like, who cares if they believe that? Because maybe exactly. it helps them get through stuff. But exactly. Maybe it's bringing, if it's bringing them peace and they're not being shitty people about exactly. it, yes. then let it bring them peace. Yeah. You know, and that's all right. Well, you know, I maybe mean, this is true or not for Lois, but it's bringing her some sort some of comfort. Peace. Yeah. So, some, because then you get, all these other um <laughs> yeah let's fucking get back readings <laughs> that are like it starts to be like oh uh you was involved in drugs and things like that mm-hmm. and she goes out to find these houses where the psychics say that kate may have saw something that led to her death yeah and it literally kind of sends her into like a goose chase on all these things and i want to s- <laughs> i know what happens so it's hard for me but i want to be like if you believe something so deeply, whatever you find in those psychic readings is going to validate your experience and your want for that to be true. Right. And then vice versa. If you that's true. That like that's if you have this happened, thought and they say something that like resonates with that thought, you're going to be like, okay, this is what the I'm right. That matches up. Like, right. Everything is fine. That's so true. That's very so true. I think you're going to, it's a lot like politics. Like you're going to find whatever you need to find or want so deeply to find in it. And if that means that now, because from the instant, like you found out about it, you thought maybe you was involved and then they're giving you this information that kind of steers it towards. Yeah. Yoon's involved. You're going to hold on to that as deeply mm-hmm. as you can. But there are a lot of, I'm not going to lie, there are a lot of weird things. Like before Kate died, Lois had written a book. Are you talking about the Mike Vamp? Yeah. Well, it's, not yeah. Just, <laughs> it's not just the him in general, but the whole plot line of this book. The oh my God, I know. Character. And then remember when she goes and actually meets the psychic and it literally yes. looks like the psychic detective or whatever it was, investigator yes. from her story. 
So the yeah. The There's plot some weird of this things. Book Sorry, is go based ahead. Off of <laughs> we're getting into a thing where we finish each other's sentences, and it's because <laughs> we read the book, but we we're trying to explain it to you guys. That's the point. So let me stop. <laughs> okay. So Lois wrote this book and based her main female character off of Kate, mm-hmm. and in this book the female character is killed because she knows too much about a drug ring. Right. And so that's already like crazy enough. Yeah. Then she goes and talks to this other psychic and the psychic does drawings of somebody who's maybe involved and somebody who knows something's involved. And she right. gets these drawings and she's like, that's the dude from the cover of my book. And it's not just the cover of her book in America. It's, so this woman yeah. would not have seen exactly that. it's it's from it's her british edition that's yes. only released in britain and, and kate like had seen it so they were like yes maybe because kate was sending yeah because lois got all the copies so lois had the book and it was not long before kate's death i think she said she received it in june and then kate yeah. died in july. july and so kate saw it roughly a month before her death and then the the psychic is getting this and explaining it to like uh, a sketch artist sketch art. Yeah. And she sketches out what the psychic is explaining. And it's the man from the cover of Lois's book that kills the girl in the story that was modeled off of Kate. Yeah. So it's, there are. Yeah. Like coincidences and names line up from childhood. Yeah, exactly. Because how else would this psychic like have known what that man looks like? Obviously, we know that's not the guy who killed Kate, but Kate had thought about him like she saw she saw that man somehow. Or is it just a man who looks like (laughs) every other fucking man? And we're just wanting to see that. There you go. That's another good argument, Jessica. It's hard. It's hard. So, I mean, it is. It's hard. We don't have like you said, because she was like. She modeled this character off of her daughter who got killed because of the drug ring. So now she's clinging on, like you were saying before, like mm-hmm. now she's going to be clinging on to that even more, whether it's whether it's like true or not. really fully lining up or not in her mind. It's even more of a like an, oh my God. Yeah. It all makes, like, everything makes sense to her now. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a clear ending for this just because we're going to, Tell you the clear ending in um, in two weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just tell you how she ends the book. Well, I wanted to say something really quick going okay. off of that. Um, because she, when she tells her husband, Don, that she's writing this book, he says something along the lines of like, you don't really know who the, the killer is. And or like whatever he says. That's mm-hmm. not how he says it, but that's what he's getting. No, at. he's saying how, how can you end a book when you don't know the ending? Yes, basically? yes. There you go. Because then she says maybe this book is that what you're going to say? That no. part? Okay. I didn't want to. She says, well, maybe this book will help bring an ending. So ending, she's hoping yeah. that this book is going to reach the people and someone's going to come forward. Because she's thinking in her mind, even if we don't have the clear ending when I do finish this book, because this is when she first starts. She's hoping that it's going to like raise awareness. So, yeah. And so that's what she, know she's something. like, I need to end this book. He says, you know, how can you end a book without ending? And she's like, no one is paying attention. Right? Unfortunately, things yeah. happen. We give them attention and then the next bad thing happens. And so we move on. She's like, if I write this book as someone who has my works well known and I get it out there and I do maybe talk shows and I like I bring more awareness, mm-hmm. something's going to come up that we're which is know so about. reasonable, reasonable, but sadly doesn't work. Like, no, not in her favor. It does not. No. First, I feel like in some cases it does. No, but in this I'm case, saying I'm literally saying just in this, a lot of that scene yeah. is such a exactly. So for her mind a- to think that completely 100%, I would probably feel the same way. If yeah. I was a writer and something happened to somebody I love, I'd probably want to do something very similar. Yeah, no, it's smart. Even if I wasn't a writer, I'd want to get the story out there because exactly. It's raising awareness. It's getting people talking. Maybe you saw something you didn't necessarily remember and then you're reading and you're like, oh shit, that's when this happened. So yeah. I understand exactly like 
why what she was thinking yeah yeah no i just wanted to say that she ends it basically um she says it's september 18th 1991 it's kate's 21st birthday and then she goes through like oh yeah that's right she ends it on the her emotions and mm-hmm. feelings about everything and she says um i can't really exist in a world that doesn't have kate or can i really exist in a world that doesn't have kate in it i can't do that i tell myself given there's no choice then i can do that and it's like ending on feeling this complete despair but knowing she has to push through and yeah get this out it just again you read the opening statement and it gave <laughs> me fucking goosebumps again goosebumps. no she's an amazing writer and at some points I really see her grief and her anguish and her, yes. I think she tries to keep herself as distant. And I, exactly. When story, you were but... saying that, I agree. I, you can see where she's trying really hard to like disassociate with everything mm-hmm. that's going on. But then there's points where like mom just comes out yeah. and you can't. can't. Yeah. And again, that's another reason why, even though this book wasn't what I thought it was, I feel like it still means a lot because you can see that it's from the heart. Oh yeah. So even if a lot of it is the psychic readings and even if a lot of it doesn't make sense to us, she got something out of it. And throughout the story, you can, you can feel feel that. Yeah. So I, yeah. No, I want to end because we're going into next week. I want to end on in two weeks, just asking you in two weeks. Sorry. Just asking you at this point, who do you think killed Kate? Oh, I don't want you to ask me that because, dude, I've been trying to like get a read on you this whole time. I feel like, like I did really good. When you were bringing up people's names, I'm like watching you. <laughs> um, I have some theories. Okay. So I want to know your time. I don't know if any of them are true. This one I know is not, but it's fun for me to say. It's not fun. I shouldn't say that because the guy, it's somebody who I don't truly feel like has anything to do with it. but. For myself, um, her oldest brother, Brett. What? <laughs> See, that's like my off the wall theory. What? No, I want to hear that. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you think just because he was so like sticking up for Yoon in the beginning? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then there were just some things that were like weird about okay. him. Okay. And I, I get that. Knew, knew it had nothing to do with him, but I was like, okay. wouldn't it be fun not again Wouldn't not it be actually murder book twist that murder book twist if this was a fictional story wouldn't that be fun yes not in real life not in real um, life but again that's my off the wall theory okay um, I 100% think you had something to do with it okay um yeah 100% uh think he had something to do with it we'll see if I'm right in two weeks take a pause and Sarah's about to learn who actually killed Caitlin Arquette dun 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 it was her mom just kidding it wasn't I love you (laughs) I said just kidding you can't say that well yes I can (laughs) this is my podcast too (laughs) Jesse. no I really don't think it was that was a joke guys oh my god all right right. we will talk to you in two weeks Bye, guys. Bye.